Hi, and welcome to the Competitive Golf Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Wilson, and this is episode 11. And in this episode, I want to talk about Jack Nicklaus, probably the greatest tournament player of all time, certainly one of the top three or four tournament players of all time. And he certainly separated himself with his mental game, with his mental toughness, his preparation. And so I want to go over three main keys that Nicholas used to become the dominant player that he was. Certainly won more majors than anyone else, finished second or runner-up in majors more than anyone else by far, and of course won many, many tournaments through the 60s, 70s, and 80s. So let's get right into it, talk about the three keys that I believe really helped Nicholas to separate himself from the other players. And number one was his uh, dedication to being prepared. He thought preparation was paramount to good play. He thought that there was no excuse for not being prepared. You know, why couldn't he be ready to go when the bell rang on Thursday? And he felt that it was his job to be prepared. And by being prepared, he was ready for each golf course. He had a strategy laid out for each hole, how he would play each hole, what target he was going to choose off the tee, what club he was going to hit off the tee how he would make adjustments based on the wind if there was a change in the weather. So he felt very prepared with how to play each golf course, how to play each hole. And he stuck with that process from Thursday to Sunday, no matter what. He was simply dedicated to his strategy and he would not change it. The only chance that a player like that would have to make a change or the only reason to make a change would be if there's a weather change or if the wind changes direction or strengthen, he might have to make an adjustment to his target, possibly club selection, depending if something was really downwind or into the wind. But other than that, he was going to stay with that strategy no matter what, stay with his routine, of course. But he believed in being prepared, and there was no reason, no excuse for him to not be prepared and ready to go. If you look at your own game and try to compare how you get ready for tournaments to that, to the way Jack Nicklaus did it, you can make a comparison and figure out just how prepared you feel before you are ready to go for the first round. You might play a practice round. You might feel like you have a strategy, but maybe in that practice round, you're spending more time working on your swing, or maybe you're spending more time actually keeping score, trying to shoot a good number in your practice round to give you some sort of confidence. But that's really not how good players go about it. A good player is going to really decide how to, the best way for them to play each hole and stick to that strategy and make it so that they have very few decisions to make during the rounds. You know, great players don't make decisions on the fly. They are making as many decisions as they can before they tee off, and that allows them to be more bulletproof uh, under pressure situations. The second thing that Nicholas was really great at was that he decided to play his way no matter what. He knew who he was, what kind of player he was, how he wanted to approach the round in terms of how he did his pre-shot routine, how he stuck to his strategy, and he was just unwilling to change the way he played. He might have had a style of playing that people didn't like uh, in the beginning of his career. He was a slower player and people didn't like that. He was uh, a guy who hit the ball far but sort of took some of the thunder away from Arnold Palmer, and some fans didn't like that. He had a putting style that looked a little strange, all bent over, but he was just unwilling to change the way he played. And of course, it worked to his benefit. And anyone out there who's worried about what other people think of them 
uh, or, or worried about what they think of their swing or think of the clubs they use or anything where you're focused on what somebody else thinks of your game, you'll find that's a big distraction and it will be a negative or have a negative effect on your performance. And so Nicholas decided early on in his career, I'm sure, that he was going to play his way, swing his way, and take his time, do his routine the way he'd practiced. If he had to back off of the routine, if he wasn't ready, he would certainly do that. But he was simply dedicated to playing golf Jack Nicholas's way. And if people didn't like it, he just didn't care about that. He didn't consider the fact that someone else not liking the way he played was relevant to him. Because to him, it was all about playing the best that he could. And to do that, he had to play Jack Nicklaus's way, not anyone else's. The third thing that really separated Jack Nicklaus from other players, and I think it was sort of a, a revelation type of thing for people that hear it, is that he did not believe that he had to hit the ball well to play well. Let me say that again. He did not believe he had to hit the ball well to have a good week. Great ball striking was not one of the main components of his success, of a successful tournament week for Jack Nicklaus. Now, of course, he preferred to hit the ball well. It made the game easier, but it wasn't one of the things that he was focused on that great ball striking would equate to winning tournaments. He did not believe that, and he proved it over and over and over again by winning tournaments when he wasn't hitting the ball exceptionally well. And of course, he's hitting the ball good enough to hit it straight and find the ball near the green, all those types of things. I'm not saying he's hitting balls out of bounds and hitting terrible shots, but there's a difference and we all know it. Anyone who's a tournament player knows that some days you're not quite on your game in terms of ball striking, but you come out of it with a pretty good score. And some people enjoy that and see that the upside of having less than your full game and scoring well, and other people don't like it at all. They, they want nothing to do with not hitting the ball well. They want to hit it well and score well. And to those people, that's a good round of golf. But to Nicholas and other great champions, he's the best at it, though. I think of everyone I've studied, he's the best at sort of enjoying a week where he didn't strike the ball particularly well, but still came away with a trophy. And that's a huge advantage. You can imagine a player who relishes the fact that his bad shots are working better than your good shots. You know, he miss hits a ball and it's up there 10 feet and makes a birdie and you hit a perfect shot to eight feet and miss it. He loves the fact that he hit a shot in there 10 feet and it wasn't solid. Whereas some other players can't stand it when they hit a shot that's not perfect. Even though it works out well, they just can't take that sort of a non-perfectionistic mentality. And so if you look at some of the great players of our modern era if you, that, that are a little bit different, look at a Jim Furyk with his swing. Uh, look at a Fred Couples who... You know, the swing's beautiful, but it's not in terms of technique. It's not what you would teach someone. Look at an Arnold Palmer of a you know, former era. They have swings that are not orthodox, but they are amazing swings in terms of performance. They hit the ball straight a lot of the time. And those players, once again, they were bulletproof enough in their mentality and their own belief and their own confidence to not have to change their swings and not be influenced by outside forces. So as you study your own game and you compare these three areas of Nicholas's greatness to your own, try to figure out, are you a player who is dedica dedicated to strategy and routine? Are you dedicated to playing golf your way? And if you're not, maybe you don't know what your way is yet. 
but you can start working on developing how you like to play, uh, regardless of how other people view you and whether they like the way you play or not. Are you moving your mind and your concentration and your focus to a point where you believe that you don't have to be perfect to have a good score or a good tournament? Because I assure you, if you get into your routine and strategy really well and you become dedicated to strategy and routine, you will find that you do not have to play perfectly to win tournaments. You don't have to play perfectly to have good finishes in tournaments. It doesn't, doesn't work that way. You do not have to hit perfect shots one after the other to be a very good tournament player. You need a swing that works, of course. You need a, some sort of proficiency with your short game, but you do not need perfection. And so just look at one of the greatest players of all time, Nicholas, and study what he did. And you'll be amazed if you can apply some of these truths to your game at just how much you'll improve with your tournaments over the next season. Well, short episode this week, we'll wrap it up, number 11. And I hope you take away some great insights from Nicholas and just some some nuggets of, of wisdom from how he played so well for so long and was a great dominant champion through the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Thanks again for listening this week. And we'll see you next time.